What's up guys? Welcome back to the Daily Snap. Today, it's a new day. We got a new season. We got a brand new feisty looking tiger looking to do some crazy awesome things with your four cost cards. We are breaking down Zabu and we're going to show you some of the first games that I played with Zabu and the deck that I'm going to try and explore first along with talking through some uh, possible other decks that you can probably see them in. So let's check out the breakdown. So of course, Zabo is a brand new character. He is the seasonal character for this season of Marvel Snap, which is the eighth season in Marvel Snap. Uh, even though we've only been a part of October, November, December, and now January, we've only been a part of four of them. Four of them were in the closed beta, so this is number eight. Uh, another three-cost card to add to the seasonal characters. There was a ton of those in the recent past, so here's another one, and he's pretty good. He, if we're we're ranking them one through ten, I think this guy's in the top three. We'll find out with the with the season holds, but he's really powerful. Uh, three energy, two power. Your four-cost cards cost two less to a minimum of one, which means if you play him on three, you can play two cards on four. Uh, if you play him on five, you can play three fours on. Five, lots of good synergy, lots of good power with this guy. He is very similar to the feeling that Silver Surfer gave in the Power Cosmic season. Um, so it's fun. He's a lot of fun cards, a lot of combinations, a lot of really playable four card, char four cost characters in the game uh, that this guy is going to combo with. I think, unlike Surfer, who felt you know pretty straightforward in building and. And like, yeah, I'm going to play Brood and I'm going to play this. And like the real difference is if I'm going to play Mr. Negative and the, the three zeros, or am I going to play the Sarah version with just the big beefy boys with, you know, Polaris and um, Maximus and things like that. This guy is very different. You know, like there are a lot of really interesting four cost cards that all synergize with each other really well. And you can't just pile them all in. Uh, to the same deck. So he's definitely going to have different avenues and different play styles um, that I think he's going to excel at. And I think that's my favorite part about this particular seasonal character is that he's going to enable a lot of cards of the past that must not necessarily been the best cards to be playing. They were always like a tier two or a tier three, uh, maybe even a tier four type of deck that I believe Zabu is going to raise, you know, all going to raise all tides. Um, and it might not make it necessarily better than like a, a negative surfer or a Sarah surfer. What it's going to do is it's going to make the decks in the tier two, tier three, and tier four all rise up. And one of them might even be able to contend uh, with the likes of the surfer decks that we've seen do so well last season. So, of course, let's get into it. Let's talk about the first deck that I'm going to play this guy in. I'm calling it uh, Zabu Dracula. It's basically a reanimator deck. Um, we are utilizing Zabu and Lockjaw in this deck. We're playing Blade, we're playing Morbius, we're playing Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Hellcow, Hella, Apocalypse, Giganto, and the Infinite. Um, I'm only playing three, six, three, four cost cards, and then we're kind of finishing out the game with sixes. Uh, this is a very combo-oriented version, and I'm still very much uh, in the you know, infant phase of this of this deck. I've now played uh, about plus 20 win cubes uh, worth of games with it. Um, we started at rank 70, we're up to rank 72 now, and we'll see some of the gameplay that I've recorded as we were going through that. 
but this deck, you know, it's very similar to a Lockjaw deck from the past, except we don't have Wasp and things like that. You know, right now it's about finding the correct number of things. There's a potential that maybe I don't need Blade and I would rather have a Wasp. Um, maybe I don't necessarily need Moon Knight. I would like another four. Uh, definitely some some things that we're going to have to play through and learn about this. But of course, you know, with the combination of Lockjaw and Zabu as your three cost characters, you know, Lockjaw is about finding a way to cheat out big characters that really do do really powerful things. Zabu is doing the exact same type of thing where, you know, if you can Zabu with your hand and then Hellcow, discard two big cards, and then Ghost Rider, one of them back, awesome. Uh, same thing, you know, Hellcow is getting rid of the cards in your hand to narrow down Apocalypse or Infinite for your Dracula at the end of the game. I've already played, in one of the clips you'll see, I had a 28 power uh, Dracula. It gets a little hell to hand with Lockjaw and the Accelerant of continuously scrapping um, the, uh, the Apocalypse. So it can get out of hand. This deck is a lot of fun so far. Uh, I've never played Lockjaw before, as you can see. He's a green border character. He was one of the last cards in Series 3 that I actually acquired. Uh, now that I am Series 3 complete, uh, same thing with Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider was one of the last, I think it was the fourth or fifth from the last card that I had played, so I just, I hadn't played with these cards, which is really why I'm starting with this particular deck uh, in this season, because it, it does, it's going to enable me to play some cards that I have not had a lot of experience with, that I think are going to be really good in this season. Um, you know, a two-cost a two Ghost Rider that has three power that brings a card back from the, the discard pile is an insanely powerful ability. Uh, combination with Dracula being a two cost, you know, a two power character, discarding Apocalypse, Giganto, or Infinite, all very powerful, big things that you're gonna get power for. Um, Moon Knight can disrupt your opponent enough. You know, if you can Lockjaw with Moon Knight, make them discard a card, get them back, do it again. You know, I've, I've already seen it a couple of times now. Um, as I said before, there are some considerations that I would go for. I do think Morbius is a pretty powerful card in the deck, but I don't know that it's necessary per se. Um, you know, these are the things we have to figure out. You know, I've, I've already won a game where I didn't play a card until turn three and then my opponent was retreating on turn five. Like that has, that's the power that this deck represents. So there's definitely some arguments to be made that you can do some different things with this archetype and by no means is this going to be the end-all be-all best version of this deck more than likely like i said still in the infant stage uh but we're going to go through the the first couple games i played with the deck as i said we i think we we're at a plus 20 cube rate we started at 70 we're now at um 72 so not 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 too bad not a you know about a uh, probably a little, about an hour of playing since the game since it came out so not too bad. So let's take a look at the gameplay as we'll go through uh, my thoughts and decisions of this deck so far, and then we'll catch you back in the final breakdown. All right, guys, let's get in break down this first game. Um, great opener. We have Zabu. We have Dracula. We have Hellcow. We have all the power we could possibly want. Uh, very good start for us. Um, Iceman sucks. <laughs> Yep, uh, I think we'll be seeing a lot of that actually. I think Iceman's gonna be pretty good uh, in the anti-Zabu decks. Uh, I can't imagine seeing it. Goose also 
Uh, ironically, Goose not as good right now because Zabu breaks Goose because it makes your fours at two. Um, so Goose might not be nearly as powerful as he once looked uh, with the ability to kind of just break that down. Um, so he plays a Storm here, and I think maybe he... So he has a Storm, but he, we also have the Citadel, which is a, a good note. When I made this play line, I actually missed that. Um, but I think uh, it is what it is. You know, I wanted to put the, the Lockjaw on this lane anyway. We get out of Moon Knight, we get rid of his Shang-Chi, which is great for us. We get rid of Hellcow, which in this game we probably... We were probably going to play it eventually, but it wouldn't have been until later in the game. So it's not the end of the world. Uh, but this is like where we, we feel like we messed up maybe a little bit. Um, but we're going to get to play Zabu here. And then from Zabu, we're going to see where we can go with the game. Uh, because we can Zabu left, and then we can play Dracula left. And then see how uh, the Lockjaw plays out. It also, with that, we have the ability to move... Um, with New York, so we can actually move a card off of off of the Citadel, uh, and with that, we can use the ability of Lockjaw more than once potentially. But we'll see. Uh, so he waves, which is good for us because our Dracula costs two, and we have Hella still. Um, we we're pretty confident that Dracula can win us New York, so we want to move Moon Knight away because we don't want Hella to hit the. Um, the early, but we don't want to hit, we don't want hell, hell to hit New York, we want Hella to hit the flooded lane, if we can help it, so we got Infinite back, which is great, we get to get rid of our shitty card in our hand, and we get Apocalypse, uh, and then we get to cycle Hella, so Hella gets cycled, we have a billion power on the right, we have a Dracula on the left, we get to discard Apocalypse again, and we end up winning all three lanes, uh, just like that, right there in game one you can see how powerful this deck truly is let's check out game two all right so we're coming into game two here uh nothing happened in the first turn so i just went right by it we get central park uh as our second location it's not a great location for us you know it fills up a lane for lockjaw which kind of cr is kind of crappy for us um but what you're gonna do we get to put zabu on the right here get some value over the course of the game with mer island and then of course now we have, you can see it, we have directly we have Ghost Rider. Now I don't think uh, Ghost Rider is quite good just yet, but uh, before the game is over, there's a good chance that we can utilize him. He looks a little bit better now, um, but I think we end up, I think we gamble here and we just play Blade. We really thought about Karmataging it, but we didn't want to do that <laughs> just yet. We wanted to keep him on the right. We want to try to stay ahead on the right um, because our opponent does look like a good stuff deck and because of it's a it's a good stuff deck then a lot of his stat lines aren't great especially with the Thor to the left and we think Dracula can attempt to compete with Thor on the left. This way now we're getting plus four turns so we're kind of we're pretty far ahead on that. Um, However, now we're at a weird point where this Ghost Rider isn't going to do anything, but it's probably value to play it out and continue cycling through our deck, which is exactly what's going to happen. We are representing at least 14 power on Carmitage, but obviously if he gets a hammer or something like that, we, we can't really beat the Thor. He surfers here, which I found was really weird. Uh, I think it's a wait, just a, an attempt to catch up, but it's not doing him too many favors. Um... 
So I guess it really depends. I mean, this Moon Knight could have really hurt him, obviously. Like, it hits his Wong, which I guess not. I don't. I guess I'm really shocked he didn't Wong there. Like, the Wong on the Surfer seems insane. So I'm really shocked that that, like, wasn't his playline. Um, we thought about doing this, and then we realized really quickly, like, oh, wait, we don't want to do that. We probably just want to cycle Morbius and try and win that way because we have to hope that we have enough power to win left as if, like, he didn't draw Hammer, basically. Um, so, like, we need this minimum 14 power to even attempt, but that might even not be good enough. So we really need Morbius to go away uh, to potentially scrap Apocalypse again uh, as our best chance of winning or picking up a Hela or something like that, um, giving ourselves the best chance of winning the game. We did get Hella. Uh, you can see there's a kind of a bug there. My Hella is over the Morbius. I don't know exactly what happened there. We, <laughs> but uh, he didn't end up playing to right for Murs Island, and we just won on power. Uh, it was just a weird game played by him. I, I guess he just missed. Not sure, but we'll see the next game. All right, so third game here uh, with the deck again. So Citadel is a really interesting one. It could double the power of Morbius, which isn't bad, but it also can double the power of Sabu to make our our fours cost one. Obviously, there's Iceman again. It's my Dracula. Sad pandas all around. But with the Dracula, interestingly enough, uh, Project Pegasus hits. So we didn't play a card last turn, which is great for us because it just means we get to just play Infinite. Uh, I do think I messed up here. I think I should have played Infinite on Project Pegasus. Knowing that Giganto is still in my hand and I can only play Giganto to the left, it's very likely that Giganto is good enough with Morbius to win left. So I really wish I would have just played the center here. If I play the center here, I'm still at 12 power, which really means he has to compete for the mid. Um, it, I think it just puts us better, like overall, in a better position in the game. Uh, this Moon Knight was a fine discard. Gets rid of Giganto. Uh, which puts it in the yard, which is a great card. Even better with the Storm. So now I can Ghost Rider right and get back Giganto and just be ahead on right and left and just kind of be like really ahead in the game. Uh, the Lockjaw Morbius is nice uh, because we can just you, like filter that on turn five. He ends up not playing anything there. I guess he just, once again, assumes he can't win uh, because we're going to put 17 power over there, which is fine. Um, we're just very far ahead now, I think. So we get to play Lockjaw, play Morbius. We're going to kind of just give up on center for the most part, which he commits a little bit more to. Um, we got Hella again for nothing, which was a bummer, but we're at 28 power. We have negative a million uh, power there. So like, there's just no way we can win there. <laughs> um, but we can't really lose right. At least we don't think we can. Uh, so we just play down Dracula and our opponent concedes. So that's... <laughs> Let's check out the, the last game I have for you. Alright, so this is going to be the last game we take a look at, guys, with this particular Zabu deck. We're going to be doing plenty of other Zabu decks on the week. Um, lots to look at with the new character. Lots of fun different deck ideas. I didn't want to just utilize just one. So here's the last game for this one, and then we'll do a final breakdown of this deck. Uh, Giganto on turn one. Not bad. Um, gets him on the left lane, which is great, which is you know, fine for us. Gets him out there. Uh, Ghost Rider getting hit kind of sucks, but it's not the end of the world um, in this particular game. Everything getting buffed. You know, Hellcow being a like an ungodly superstar uh, for you know if we can hit a Zabu, he's going to be two power for eight. 
we just get him we actually just get rid of him which is hilarious but in this particular line i think it's correct you know we have apocalypse in hand so we get rid of infinite and then we get rid of blade which is great because now our ghost rider just gets to come in and hit one of those two characters if it hits blade uh we got the moon knight so it was kind of a bummer was we didn't hit apocalypse one time there not super ideal we're just gonna float zabu away um he's definitely gonna be looking for some power with his rescue which is fine um we get rid of zabu we move him uh we get our dracula back which is great uh he gets a vision which is pretty powerful um this is the final turn of the game though which is great for us because we hit hellcal again um we're going to i think we hellcal here because we were trying to hit hella um because hella would have been a really nice blowout powerful turn but even hitting this apocalypse just two more times ticking that up to 18 was pretty big morbius is great we get to tick again uh we get to hit again you know like you know you can just see it 35 the miss marvel can't even move to win anywhere the deck has a lot of power uh let's talk about it in the final breakdown guys well there you go guys uh first couple games of the season that i played with zabu dracula as i said i'm gonna be doing a breakdown for other zabu decks i didn't want to break down one full deck and give you a bunch of them i wanted to play each of them show you where i'm at with the different decks as we go through the next couple days and just you know really go through all the all the possibilities there are with zabu he really does uh open up a ton of decks on reveal animate uh cerebro 3 is one that i have in the making trying to make uh spider-man and absorbing man work with within it to boost everything with your cerebro and your mystiques um just a lot of power honestly a lot of fun a lot of power uh zebu really is going to create a lot of different archetypes which is i think is my favorite as we go through the next you know a few weeks trying to explore what is the best zabu deck in the game this is the one like i said i want to explore first because ghost rider and lockjaw were cards i didn't have before that i do have now uh and i wanted to enjoy some gameplay and see what we can do with that with the deck currently so all in all this deck is really powerful it's really fun the archetype the whole animate archetype um i think it has a lot of potential you know Hellcow and Ghost Rider and Dracula are three four drops that are all very powerful in their own right. They all represent a ton of power. Uh, they synergize really well together. So they're a great into this Zabu package. Like I said, this deck could potentially pick up another uh, four drop card. You know, maybe a Shang-Chi just as like a little bit of a counter against decks that are trying to be, you know, trying to do the same thing as you. It's always possible. Uh, still not sold on the Moon Knight. I think that's a card that you can definitely look to rotate in and out. Uh, I do really enjoy the Lockjaw and Zabu combo. Uh, it it creates two windows like for your opponents to really have to interact with one or the other. Maybe not be able to get rid of both of them. Uh, also, it's not the end of the world if you were to play a Lockjaw, you know, play a Zabu on three. It's answered quickly. You can still recover with Lockjaw on four. I found that a lot of times I was doing that actually where I was going to Zabu on three so then I could Lockjaw on four and then set up my big turn five and turn six plays throughout that way. This way it also gives them a turn. Like if they're going to interact with your Zabu on turn four, well now you know that your new plan is Lockjaw and you still have a plan rather than like getting totally burnt uh, on that plan. So which is what I really enjoy. I think most decks that have the ability to you know not end on the first mishap in a game 
very important. Obviously, uh, if your Hellcal hits and you have Ghost Rider Apocalypse, um, you know, Dracula and Hella in your hand, and your Hellcal goes down and hits your Hella and your Ghost Rider, that's probably not a very good game. You're probably just going to retreat. probably not going to win that one. But, <laughs> you know, those, those can definitely happen. That's the type of deck that this is. You're working with a lot of RNG synergies uh, that when you high roll, you really do high roll and you come way out ahead. Um, Dracula is, a, you know, an unavoidable threat. You know, it, it's or it's a undetectable threat until it's too late and your opponent has very little ways to interact with it whatsoever because it is the very end of the game thing. So you can't be Shang-Chi'd. It's not an ongoing ability. It can't be Entrenches or Rogue. So, like, uh, the deck has a lot of ways to present a ton of power that your opponent can't interact with, um, which is the most powerful thing I think this deck has to offer. So... Uh, give it a try. Let me know how it works for you. Let me know if you guys enjoy it. Let me know in the comments what you guys are doing with your Zabu first. You know, this was the first deck that I went to. I have three others made and ready to go and ready to play, but this was the first one that I wanted to play with. The first one that uh, I thought was really interesting and fun and gives me some really great times the, the for the first night of the season. So please let me know in the comments what you did with them. Of course, if you made it this far in the video and you liked the information and helped, hit that like button. It does really help. We are officially now the daily snapped. We have lost the Alpha Trion moniker. Um, and this, this entire page is now completely dedicated to Marvel Snap content. And we are very excited to finally start 2023 in that world and become the daily snap officially. And looking forward to a great 2023. If you can and you're not yet, hit that subscribe button as we continue to grow. I'm very excited. We were plus 70 subscribers in the month of December. I would love to get to a thousand as quickly as possible. So if you've on it, once again, you made it all the way, you listened to me jibber jabber, you enjoyed the content, you want to see more content, please hit the subscribe button as we continue to grow. It means a whole lot. And comment, let me know in the comments what you're doing with your Zebu. I want to do it. I want to play it. I have all of series three now. I can build lots of different decks. If you're doing something crazy. Let me know about it. I'll put it to the test as well. Thank you guys again, and we will catch you in the next video, and happy New Year's, and happy snapping. We are in a new season. It's exciting. Catch you in the next one, guys.